everyone, and welcome to the Path 11 podcast with your host, April Hanna. Today, we are speaking with Patty Ray Avalon, who has an MFA from Indiana University. She is a graduate and formal faculty member of the Barbara Brennan School of Healing and a formal faculty member of Hollins College in Virginia. Patty Ray is also a residential trainer at the renowned Monroe Institute, where she has been working since 2000. She trains participants to use their consciousness to access guidance, improve manifestation, and learn self-healing and self-actualization skills. She has developed an exciting new course called Energy Body, which explores the main stages and levels of expanded consciousness, and has also created new exciting tools to apply to reverse the aging process with mind consciousness called Positively Ageless with Hemisync. And she has a bunch of other Hemisync titles and programs that she has created, and you could take a look at that in our show notes. And Patty was also one of the people that we interviewed for The Path Afterlife. So if you haven't heard her story or know much about her and haven't watched our first documentary, The Path Afterlife, she is featured in that film as well. So we would like to welcome Patty to our show today. Last time we spoke to you was when we were interviewing you for The Path Afterlife all the way back in 2008. Was that really how far back that was? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. So you have to catch us up to speed with what have you been doing in the past eight years and (laughs) what's going on? I will. Do you want me to start now or do you want to? uh, Yeah. Well, um, I'm still teaching at the Institute. I'm still a residential facilitator, and I've developed a number of programs since I've been there. Um, actually, since I've worked there in 2000, that was the first year I began as a residential trainer. I not only teach their core programs, but I've developed a few of them on my own. And the first one that I presented was on creativity. So I used to present a week-long program on how to enhance creativity through consciousness. And then I created another one on energy healing using the technology of Hemisync and everything that I know about energy healing and put that together. And currently I'm presenting a program called Energy Body. And maybe it's taking a lot of the things that I've learned about in all my other programs and presenting it in a week-long package. So... In that program, what I do is teach people how to activate and manage their personal energy for a variety of purposes. And some of those purposes are for going out of body more consciously, having more perception when people are in out-of-body states. Um, Also, we learn to activate energy for personal healing, for um, experience. Extending our awareness for guidance. So it's, it's kind of broad, but the focus of it is to use technology and um, almost ancient information about the energy system so that people have some really fabulous tools to do consciousness exploration. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And this is a week-long program that you're doing? Yeah. 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 Next so one's I, coming up in August of this year. Yeah, August 6th to the 12th in 2016. Mm-hmm. And about how many people can you have in that workshop? I think we're limited to 24 uh, or maybe 20, depending upon where they're holding it. I think it's going to be up at the Roberts Mountain Retreat Center. I think you've been there. Yes. Yeah, it was Bob and Nancy Monroe's home before they both passed, and then they turned it into a retreat center. 
So it's uh, quite lovely and a wonderful space to do workshops in. I think that's where it's going to be held. Now, for people who might be new to Hemisync and what that is, can you explain a little bit about what these programs are that you do and how it works in conjunction with Hemisync Music? Yes. Uh, Hemisync is a technology. It's a binaural beat technology. I'll tell you a little bit about the history of it. Um, it, it was introduced, I believe, by a man named Gerald Oster, and, or at least binaural beats were. And when Bob Monroe was experimenting with sound, this was back in the 50s, Bob Monroe was a broadcast, engin- or, uh, a broadcast executive, and he used to write for radio shows like The Shadow. Um, he was a vice president of one of the corporations. And what he wanted to do was help people learn during the sleep state. And you probably don't remember this, but years ago, there used to be recordings that people could listen to before they go to sleep. And you could learn a language or you could learn mathematics while you were sleeping. And that really intrigued him because he felt at that time television was coming in and television was kind of like radio with pictures. And he wanted to branch out and do something more than just, you know, radio with pictures. So he started researching how to put people to sleep. And he was basically his own best subject. So he'd listen to all these different sounds. And one of the things he'd notice is that when he would take the train from uh, Westchester to New York, he would hear this sound of the train tracks that would go. And he'd notice that a lot of the people were falling asleep on the train. So he kind of put things together and realized that sound could be used to help people go to sleep. And then as he was experimenting with that, I believe that. Tom Campbell and Dennis Menerick were two scientists at UVA, and they had heard about what Bob was doing, and he had already had his first spontaneous out-of-body experience by then. And they came to volunteer and help Bob get some good technology going. So as it went on, Bob developed the product called Hemisync. And so it's based on binaural beats that are listened to through headphones, primarily, or separated speakers. And by meaning two, there's two different signals that go into the brain simultaneously. And it's the difference between the two signals that helps to helps the brain move into beneficial brainwave states. So that's kind of a mouthful, but that's the basis for what the technology is. And it was developed by Bob Hemisync over 50 years ago. And, you know, they did lots and lots of trials before it was ever used uh, with participants or in the public. And so it's very safe, it's very natural, and we have a lot of knowledge about how to use it to help people have really wonderful experiences in consciousness exploration. And that's the technology that we use in the Energy Body Program. Excellent. Thank you for that description. I know I had never heard of Hemisync music before until I started doing the documentaries and coming to the Monroe Institute and learning about it. And I can only personally speak for myself, but the mental clarity that I have and just the relaxed state, and I always sleep better when I listen to it. And it has taken me into so many different states of awareness and consciousness and experiences that I've had that it's almost impossible to put language to, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, um, it, I, I really love it. I swear by mm. it. 
Good, good. And uh, I'll add one thing to that because when I started using HemiSync, um, oh, this was the late late 90s. You know, I'm an, I'm a professional artist, and so I have a dominant right brain, which means it's not very logical. And in a sense, I just didn't have access to a lot of parts of myself. You know, that left brain, the more logical part. And when I started using HemiSync, I realized I could now balance my checkbook. I could write speeches. I could do a lot of things that I wasn't used to doing because I was now engaging the other hemisphere of my brain. So that's another thing that HemiSync is good for, not only helping us move into beneficial brainwave states, you know, like beta, alpha, theta, and delta, but it also helps to synchronize both hemispheres simultaneously. So what we would say at the Institute is that you have access to more of your total self. It's a real gift. Yes, definitely. And what are you doing with your art nowadays? Um, I've always been a painter ever since I was knee high to a grasshopper. And I was, I was thinking about this because I thought, well, what if she asked me about my art? And <laughs> I think because I've been doing it so long and my life has evolved so much in all this time, the art changes a lot. Um, there are some times when I'm doing more artwork around the things I experience in altered states. Sometimes I'm doing more realistic paintings, which I think is very grounding for me. Um, but I, I'm trying to think what's on the website right now. I'm doing abstract work and realist painting at the same time. But there's something that once came out of, I think, my experiences. Do you want to hear this about altered states and what came into my art? Absolutely. Okay. There was a period where I was accessing some, uh, I think, really higher states of awareness, well, well, well beyond the physical. And I was starting to get this script that was coming through. And it felt really nice when I would make it, you know, I draw it with a pencil or I take a pen. And it was a, not a language because it, it wasn't letters, but they were like little ideograms, just writings and writings. And every time I would write a page of them, I felt better. I said, oh, well, what if I make a painting about these? Start painting these little scribbles. So there were, for about a year, I did an entire series of paintings on, I think, energy that was coming through from some higher dimensions that were beneficial for me to look at and, um, and some of my friends. So that was something I tapped into uh, that I think helped me along in my evolution. Yeah, and do you design the artwork for the HemiSync CDs that you sell? I do. Um, well, most of them, except the, the last one. And I started making recordings for Monroe Products in 2006. And the reason I started doing that was Monroe Products is the company that makes the HemiSync, by the way. Okay. I was entering my 50s at that point, and I knew that HemiSync was really good for helping people relax, helping people kind of regenerate their energy. So I went to the company. I said, well, when are you going to create something for the baby boomers, meaning myself? You know, I was like, I need this stuff. When are you going to do something to help people age better? You know, because there was a lot of information about the mind-body connection. And I figured, well, what if we could put something together? Or they could. And they said, well, we hadn't thought of it, but would you like to design it for us? And I said, absolutely. So I researched a lot of um, information on the mind-body connection, anti-aging, and I put together my first series called Positively Ageless, 
which has five exercises in it to help us age differently. And an interesting thing about it is that I have people writing me saying, um, you know, I used that series, but it wasn't for anti-aging purposes. I have one woman call, had one woman call me who is a remote viewer, and she uses remote viewing to work with the stock market. And she said, what I listen to is an exercise called Clear and Balanced every night before I go to sleep, and it clears the slate so that I have better abilities in remote viewing. And I thought, oh, who would have guessed? Wow. So. Yeah, sounds great. Kind of mm -hmm. And I'd like to talk a little bit more about that because I know meeting you back in 2008 and, you know, seeing your pictures, I mean, you are just, you're beautiful. You are always glowing. You look young and younger every time we see you. Oh. And I wanted to hear more about, uh, just a little bit about this Positively Ageless um, program that you have because I'm seeing more and more just... Um, I don't know, some of the older women in, I guess you could say, the spiritual community. You know, I think about Louise Hay and Dr. Mm -hmm. Northrup. And, you know, I see all of these things about the ageless goddess and these these women mm -hmm. that are really starting to um, take this on to say, hey, we don't have to age or how do we age gracefully or how do we stay youthful? And when I think about our society, it's almost like, don't age, no wrinkles, get the Botox, <laughs> um, right. stuff like that. And I mean, and I don't know, whatever it is that you're doing, I want to know what you're doing because oh, you, <laughs> you just really don't age at all. So can you talk a little bit more maybe about the research that you have found or that you did in, in learning about this? Well, that's awfully nice of you. Thank you. And right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's, there's a lot that we can work with in this whole, um, I don't, anti-aging is not the best term, but in, you know, it just says what it is, that my ideal is to stay timeless and to age without decrepitude if possible. And I think that's healthy aging so that I don't plan to live to forever, but that who knows that could happen, especially now with what's happening with technology and drugs, et cetera, et cetera, that we may be entering a window where life extension is going to be coming right around the corner but in the meantime, <laughs> we can use our consciousness to create, the, pretty much create the bodies that we want. So if we can heal tissue, if we can heal bones, if we can gain or lose weight, if we can manipulate the physical body with our intention, which I see that we can, surely we can talk to our bodies and have them age in a different way, maybe a little slower, maybe with more resilience, more strength. So the scripts that I've come up with were, there's one that's called reconditioning. And you had talked about, you know, our, our culture and how we're, in a way, we're programmed to have certain feelings about aging. And I know myself, things will slip out. And I'll, I, what I used to say was, oh, you know, I'm getting to that age where my eyesight's getting poor. I'm getting to that age where my bones are starting to hurt. Because it's what I heard my mother say. It's what I heard my neighbors say. And I had to reap. I had to let go of the old messages that I have grown up with. And I created an exercise with HemiSync behind it to reprogram what I want to perceive about my own aging process. So, for example, I have a lot of affirmations in one exercise that says, they say, um, I'm now at the age where I have more and more strength. I'm now at the age where my eyesight gets better and better, et cetera, et cetera. You get the idea. And it's also combined with HemiSync signals 
that are designed to help people move into a timeless state of consciousness. So at the Institute, Bob created these focus levels through his technology, which means when you listen to the signals, your brain is kind of invited to enter into different states. And one of those states is called no time. It's called focus 15. And when you go to focus 15, you really can transcend the time-space lock-in, so to speak, the time-space continuum. And focus 15 is a wonderful place to put in a new program for your life, a new pattern for your future, so it's really great for manifesting. And I believe it's a great state of mind to go into to um, program your body the way you'd like it to age. Oh, that sounds wonderful. It kind of reminds me when you were talking about, you know, using your consciousness to, you know, change tissue, you know, help the body of some of Bruce Lipton's work. And mm-hmm. it might have been through one of his lectures that I was listening to on YouTube. It might have been him, might have been somebody else where they said that our our physical body actually has the capacity to live to be about 120 Mm-hmm. Um, but, I believe you know, that. Yeah, but with everything, you know, that we're exposed to and things of that sort that, you know, we obviously, not many of us live that long. And uh, he also speaks to the term of epigenetics. Um, yeah. And so is that similar to some of the study and work that you've done to create this program? I suppose it would be because epigenetics means above genes. You know, so it's, I, I, the way I understand it, it's, the information that tells the genes when to switch on and switch off. So if we look at our human energy field as an information template, which I believe it is, I think it's an energy information template that forms the matter that we are. You know, And so if we're looking at illness or we're looking at anti-aging or we're looking at enhancing our abilities, if we start with thought and intention and probably emotion, it's going to affect the physical genes and the whole body itself. Yes, exactly. And I was also curious if you'd like to let our listeners know how you actually came to the Monroe Institute. What was the backstory there, and how'd you wind up there? Well, okay, do you you want to hear... I'll I'll tell you the whole story, and I'll try to make it quick. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. Okay. Back in 1984, I had what I now understand was a spiritual shift or a spiritual awakening. Um, my life was a mess. I was depressed. I was a mess. I, my marriage was falling apart. It was hard for me to hold a job. And one night, I went into the bathroom. I got on my knees, and I just said to whoever was listening, I can't live like this anymore. And something happened. It was almost like this wind blew through my being. And I went to sleep and I woke up and I was at peace and I had strength and I had clarity and, and something happened. And then right after that, I started reading every metaphysical book I could get my hands on for a few years. Um, and back then it was... Uh, Florence Scovel Shin and Shakti Gawain and Emmett Fox from Unity. And it was all this new thought material that I just couldn't absorb fast enough. And so I started to believe that anything was possible. 
and that I was, you know, not just this little limited physical body. And I can tell you three things that happened back in that those days that have stayed with me. I had three little miracles. Uh, one was a healing experience. And I had a tooth that needed uh, a root canal. So I was a poor, starving artist at the time, and there was no way that I could afford whatever it was going to cost to have this root canal. And I'd heard and read that you could self-heal. So I said, what the heck? Let's do an experiment. And so for three days, I placed my hand on my jaw, and I visualized, and I prayed, and I sang to it, and I saw it healed. I did everything I could to heal this tooth. And then when I finally went to the root canal doctor, he did an x-ray, and he goes, what are you here for? I said, yes. (laughs) This healing really does work. So that piece of information stayed with me up until this day. The second thing was that I was really, really, really broke. Uh, A month after that experience, I left my marriage, and I was living in a friend's basement, and I had $5 to my name, and my taxes were due. And I had a friend who said, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm just going to believe. I've read this material. I've heard many, many people create miracles in their lives, and I'm just going to believe that this is going to shift. And sure enough, all the monies that I needed came through, and my life was then on a different path. And I had these new metaphysical tools to work with. And then there was one third example that you may not believe it, but I don't mind sharing it with you. It's, it's very unusual. But I was driving home from work. This is, I lived up in Washington, D.C. And um, I was on the, what they call the GW Parkway, which is just a two-lane highway. And as I was driving, a tree fell right in front of my car. And it was raining, and I went, oh, no, I don't want to be staying here for four hours till they cut the tree down, and there was traffic backing up behind me. And I said, you know, I've been reading this material that says matter is just 99.999% space, and theoretically, I should be able to go through this tree. And so I closed my eyes, and I stepped on the gas, and I went through the tree. Get out! Oh my God! Whoa! All this while, I'm thinking, no, what? What's happening here? Holy cow! Okay, continue. Now I can't explain exactly what happened or how it happened. I may have slipped into an alternate reality. I may have. I, I don't know. But I was on one side of the tree, and all that traffic was on the other side of the tree. So I drove home. But I think it was because I believed anything was possible. I was like a child at that time. You know, I just. I I believed it all. And since then, I've heard a lot of people come through my programs at Monroe, a lot of participants, you know, when you're sitting around at night near the popcorn and you're just telling stories, I have heard so many people tell me similar stories where they were at an intersection, they were supposed to, you know, collide with somebody and something stopped it or they were lifted over or it never happened. So it's an interesting universe we live in. And I think living with the knowledge that there's so much that's possible is a, is a wonderful breakthrough. And I've also, so this is leading to another direction here, but over the years I've also been teaching a course with Joe Gallenberger, who I know was on your show before. Yes. Uh, he developed a program called MC Squared, which stands for Manifestation and Creation Squared. And in that course, he's designed the whole thing to show people what their human potential really is. 
by using psychokinesis experiments, um, using heart energy. Uh, we do healing in that course. And so I went, oh, well, isn't that interesting that I had that one experience back in the 80s, and now here I am teaching people how to bend spoons, how to affect the roll of dice, you know, with intention. Um, so it, it's kind of fun. You know, when you live a long time and you just keep following your heart, you wind up with stories and information that just keep helping you grow forward. So anyway, that was my tree story, and I found it useful as time went on to understand more about the possibility of what we call miracles, which maybe aren't miracles at all, but it's just a new way of thinking about physical matter. And therefore, you know, if you can go through a tree, or if you can bend a spoon, or if you can heal an arm, you can get rid of wrinkles. (laughs) (laughs) Easy peasy. So, so from Washington, did you go to the Monroe Institute as a participant? Oh, sorry. Yes, I was going to tell you the story of how I got there. Um, so, fast forward 10 years, both of my parents died, and I'd still been studying metaphysics all this time. And that freed me up to start traveling around the world and taking workshops. And I went to a workshop with a man named Stuart Wilde. And that was in 1996. And he was a metaphysical writer. He was a really wacky, wonderful guy. And he did this program called Warriors in the Mist out in New Mexico. And it was eight days of playing with metaphysics, basically. I had no idea what I was signing up for. But one morning at five in the morning, he had us all go up on a ski lift up to the top of a mountain. It was still dark outside. Music was playing on the way up. And we get into this tent, and there's this little metronome sound. So we're all sitting around at five o'clock in the morning hearing this beep, 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 beep. And we're meditating. And then he goes, okay, everybody out of your bodies. It's like, whoa. So what I found out was that he was using a theta metronome to create theta brainwave states for people to have out-of-body experiences. That was my first introduction to all that. Wow. Well, I I didn't have an OBE. But while that theta metronome was going, I heard choruses of angels. And I thought, well, that's curious. And later I came to realize that sometimes these lower brainwave states can help you open up higher dimensional realities. So that's what got me curious about sound. So right after that, I went to Egypt with Marianne Williamson in a group. And we went down into the king's chamber. And we were chanting Om. And once again, I go into this expanded state that was beautiful, and I made the association with sound. And while I was there, there was a young man who said, you know, I'm going to this place called the Monroe Institute right after I leave Egypt because I want to be a remote viewer. And every place I'd travel, I'd hear about this place called the Monroe Institute. And I said, can I go with you? I said, I keep hearing about this place, and everybody has really, really nice things to say about it. I would love to go visit Well, within a month, I was at the Institute uh, in Virginia, and I took the Gateway Program, and that's where a lot of things really started to unfold for me and blossom in my consciousness research. And what I loved about the Institute was that there was no dogma. There was nobody telling me I had to believe anything. The only thing they asked me to consider was that I was more than my physical body. Just considered. I didn't even have to believe that. And I had already had, you know, some some experiences that I felt I'm really in the right place. Um, The people were lovely. And so that started my journey at the Institute. 
Wow, that's an awesome story. Thank you. And now you also are working with two of our friends, Tom Campbell and uh, William Buhlman. What kind of things are you guys doing together there? I know sometimes you assist Bill Buhlman with his um, OBE intensive workshop, but um, how are you all working together? Well, five years ago now, <clears throat> I was invited to assist Bill. I, I don't really teach anything in either of those courses, as you can imagine. I am the technical assistant. So that means I help run the programs for them and do the technology with the HemiSync because they both use binaural beats in their programs. And over the years, um, I think Bill liked the way I supported the participants. So I was, and it was hard for him to have a different trainer every week that he taught because, you know, you kind of have to know what the person wants and what they need. So I wound up uh, very, very in a blessed way being able to assist Bill for the last five years. And so I've heard all of his lectures many times, and it's like every time I hear them, I understand them at a deeper level. And he's such um, a humble and yet knowledgeable person in the field of conscious out-of-body exploration. I just feel so honored to be assisting every week. So, um, in fact... One of the things that happened for me in assisting was Bill would talk a lot about the energy body and the separation process in the classical OBE. And I would help the participants with, you know, doing practice with their energy work. And I said, you know, a course to help people who are interested in OBEs or any kind of consciousness expansion would really be valuable for participants. And so that's where I got the idea, really, to create the energy body program was <clears throat> because uh, I felt it would it would support people in their efforts to go out of body in the classical sense. Yeah, it's nice how one thing leads into another and leads into another <laughs> and then another. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with your work at the Monroe Institute and, you know, all of this hemi-sync music that you've listened to, I'm assuming that you have had some out-of-body experiences since, since the oh, 80s. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Are there any in particular that you would like to share or talk about? Well... It, it seems that one of my gifts, actually, more than going out of body, is seeing people who are out of body. And that started back in high school. I had a friend, who, a, a, a guy, and we were very interested in out of body. And I could see him when he was visiting me when he was in the out of body state, and, and, but he couldn't see me. And we were practicing that in high school. But my first major conscious separation happened actually at the Monroe Institute. And I was in a program called Guidelines, which is the one I took right after Gateway. And during that program, I was listening to an exercise. I was going into this beautiful state of expanded awareness. And an extraordinary white light appeared in in my unit that I sleep in there. You sleep in something called a check unit which is where you listen to your exercises and you also sleep in there for the week. Uh, There was this extraordinary white light that appeared and communicated with me. And it introduced a beautiful blue light being. And that light being taught me something, taught me something about healing, which I hadn't been interested in before other than that one tooth experience. And then shortly thereafter, I had my first out-of-body experience where I actually saw my energy body 
That's why I know there really is an energy body because I saw it lifting out from my feet and legs. And when it was lifting, it sounded like Velcro stripping. It was the most extraordinary thing because I had my eyes open and I could see this energy form, which was me, lifting out. And I got, it was so unusual that I popped right back in. And then I kept pursuing it after that. But it took me about 30 days of meditation and practice, 36 days actually, before I had that conscious separation. And I also had vibrations that were happening, which I now know a lot about. The vibrational state, state preceded that separation of the energy body. And um, so that was the most extraordinary one. And then over the years, it's just so hard to list all the different kinds of experiences that have happened in the OBE state. Now, I, I certainly don't have the kinds of experiences that William Buhlman has or um, people who've been doing it for 40 years. But I have had enough that I go, this is so valuable from my own perspective of reality. It's really taught me that um, we don't die, you know, that our energy systems, our consciousness are eternal. This is my opinion. Um, That we can do healing with this energy body when we're maybe not connected to it. We can certainly do it while we're in it as well. But there are all kinds of expanded experiences that I can have when I am not focused on my physical body anymore. And I think that's the difference. You had asked me about Tom Campbell, too. I was also fortunate enough to be his assistant last year when he taught at the Institute. And Tom has a very different approach, I would say, to talking about OBEs. And it's um, more about a point of consciousness, which is you, that extends itself beyond your physical body. And maybe they're actually the same thing, but just, you know, we're giving it a different language. Um, so, so anyway, there, I, I forgot where I was going with that, other than that, the point of light, the point of consciousness, the extension of mind consciousness is just as productive and valuable as the classic OBE. Yeah, and I, have, I, th- I think what you say, too, is um, really important. A client of mine had asked for some reading material about just trying to bring more comfort to knowing that maybe there's an afterlife. And I said, you know, what? I want you to read some books about the out-of-body experience because it really feels that once you can achieve that, like you said, there is this greater understanding of knowing that there is no death. Mm-hmm. Right. That almost seems like the starting point is to you know, learn about that experience and learning that you are more than your physical body. And then if you can have certain experiences, not all people can achieve that out-of-body state, but just having a touch of that experience and realizing that, I think it really does eliminate the fear of death. Mm-hmm. And I think it also can help us remember who we are in our essence. Um, I, I also believe that's something that the programs that the Institute do for us is that they help us return to ourselves in the deepest way. So um, the programs there don't require that people be able to go out of body or separate. There are many programs that we have. For example, we have one called Lifeline where people do soul retrievals or psychopomp work. 
And I have participants ask me, well, do I have to be able to go out of body to take that program? It's absolutely not. Your mind consciousness can extend anywhere beyond time and space. It's limitless where you can focus your consciousness and engage or have experiences or perceive. So that's all anyone really need do is be willing to experiment with expanding their awareness. And um, the, I think the neat thing about HemiSync is that the signals, they only create a supportive environment. They don't force your brain to do anything. But once you can move into a very relaxed and expanded state, then you learn to focus your attention on what you'd like to experience. That's why they're called focus levels. So you expand, and then you focus your attention. And more and more, I am coming to believe that it's intention and attention that helps create our experiences for us. Mm, I think, and I think intention trumps technology, intention trumps techniques. You know, people have been doing out-of-body and all kinds of expanded state work forever, long before we had technology. So it's within us. These are all natural states. It's just, uh, I think, setting our intention to really explore consciously, uh, to develop a language, which is another thing I think Bob Monroe did at the Institute. He mapped out ways to talk about these natural experiences so that we can all continue to learn and grow as we talk about what we're experiencing when we um, you know, either go out of body or we receive guidance or if we manipulate physical matter with our intention, to be able to talk about that to somebody else is so valuable. And that's what I hear people say is that, oh, finally I'm here. And I can talk about these things that I've had to keep kind of quiet in my family or at my workplace. Yeah, well, the programs, especially the ones that you're running, sound very interesting. Would you like to let our listeners know where they can get information or sign up for these workshops? Yes, indeed. Uh, the Monroe Institute is probably the best site to go to because you can read about the, not only my program, but a number of other programs there. There's great detailed descriptions. Just uh, type in at the navigation bar programs and then look for Energy Body. Or you can go to my website, which is pattyrayavalon.com, and I have a good description, which will actually take you to the link to sign up if you choose to do that. And I would, I would love to see you all there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. We'll have a good time. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully we'll see you this summer at a screening of the Path Evolution that's coming out soon. So it was um, really great to catch up with you and talk to you again. Okay. And uh, yeah. thanks for the wonderful work that you're doing as well. Well, thank you, and wonderful to have this connection, and I look forward to seeing all the stuff you're going to be doing in the future. Many blessings to you. Thanks, Patty. If you'd like more information about our films or to purchase our DVDs, you can head on over to our website at thepastseries.com. They're also available to purchase on amazon.com. Our films are also streaming online at vimeo.com, guyamtv.com, and iTunes. If you have a show suggestion or would like us to interview someone specifically, please feel free to shoot us an email at info at com or send us a tweet at the past series. Please rate and review us in iTunes and subscribe. We hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs>